Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, I'm going to be reacting to some of David Perron's comments in the athletic article regarding leaving the St. Louis Blues and not really receiving a formal contract offer, what that sort of means for the fan base and why I at least kind of feel not disrespected, but just disappointed and let down. Uh, And then second half of the episode, I'm going to be going through the St. Louis Blues salary cap situation, some of their contracts, some of their long-term contracts, some of their short-term contracts, just sort of trying to give an outlook on uh, what the team could look like, not just next year, but in years moving forward. Going to be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. As always, uh, you don't know me. I've been doing this show for a while, a couple years now, tons and tons of episodes. You can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. I'm constantly tweeting about the blues and other various fun stuff, just sports in general. So yeah, if you don't know me, now you do. Welcome to the show. Should be a fun one. Uh, before I get into it, wanted to thank anyone out there who makes Locked On Blues your first listen because we're free and available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. So appreciate all the support lately there. It's been fun. Uh, just a quick update in case... Some of y'all didn't see uh, the tweet uh, from the Lockdown Blues account on Twitter. Um, Since it is August, since it is the off-season, I am moving to a a three-episode-a-week schedule. So, you know, that's why it's Wednesday. This is the first episode of the week. But Thursday, Friday should have episodes as well. And then moving forward, probably going to be somewhat of like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release schedule until uh, maybe late September, early October when the season is rolling around. But for now, you know, a little bit less content, but... Personally, I enjoy that. You know, it makes the episodes a little bit more action-packed. It's not as it's not as uh, much, you know, uh, trying to fit a couple of days worth of content into an episode every single day. This way, I kind of have a, some time to formulate a full episode, give it to you three days a week, because uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about moving forward. You know, not as exciting as free agency and all that stuff, but definitely still plenty of topics to cover and the first topic I want to cover is David Perron leaving the St. Louis Blues in free agency now I've talked about this pretty extensively on previous podcasts um, so I don't want to go too in depth on what I've already talked about but what I do want to talk about is the recent article that came out on the athletic where David Perron was interviewed and gave his thoughts and there are a couple of quotes that I screenshotted that I kind of want to read and just that I think reflect how the fans, myself included, are feeling about this and why we're so disappointed. And then I want to tie that into a longer-term discussion of the Blues' direction or maybe their lack thereof, at least right now, um, because it's definitely um, it's definitely something that I think needs to be talked about, needs to be addressed, just because... The Blues are in a bit of a transition period right now, and because of that, this is going to lead to them having sort of a, a inconsistent roster makeup for the most part, in my opinion. I think the way that the Blues are, um, the way that the Blues are handling the the off season right now, kind of leads me to believe that they're accepting the fact that this is a bit of a transition year. Um, in that sense, and 
you know, they're well, they're fine with the core that they have. It didn't feel like, you know, they made a huge effort to increase their their chances of competing for a Stanley Cup this season. Um, you know, it feels more more so like they kind of just were content with um just doing doing the same and the same was good you know they had a lot of success this past season and and all that stuff it's not like the biggest issue in the world that you know the blues are that they didn't go out and add some superstar talent but i think david perron leaving the way he did sets a bit of bit of a dangerous precedent in the sense that i think this the core that we know and love might not be long for this team and that's why i kind of wanted to um get into some of the salary cap info and stuff as well um by the way just kind of a mid-episode update the recording software that i use for audio just failed so this episode's audio is probably gonna be a little bit lower quality because it's coming directly from the the video recording here so apologies in advance um if you guys are watching or listening and the audio is a little bit worse than usual that's <laughs> if the screen was shaking a little bit i was literally just uh trying to to fix the the audio recording live real time it didn't work so we're gonna use the backup audio file today um hopefully it works hopefully it sounds good fingers crossed um Anyways, let's just let's 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 talk about this. Let's rip the band-aid off. So David Perron left. It was extremely disappointing. Now, the first thing that I wanna, you know, say right off the bat is the blues do not have cap space right now. Um I see a lot of people saying, Oh, they should have just given Perron an offer, you know, whatever. With the way that their offseason went, with the guys that they signed, with the extensions that they gave out, they are out of cap space right now. Um would I have chosen to keep David Perron over some of the depth signings that they made or the Nick Letty extension or stuff like that? Maybe. However, I think the Blues had a decent vision on how they wanted to upgrade their team. Again, I still think it was a bit of a lateral move. Um, as I was saying earlier, I think that they didn't make a ton of huge upgrades and they kind of just stayed the same, you know, um, in the guys that they lost versus the guys that they brought in. Um, but I still think they had a plan in place and I think that the upgrades to the bottom six are going to be great, all that stuff. But do I think it was impossible for them to keep David Perron? No, I think that they could have restructured their plan to, you know, bring David Perron back in the fold and, you know, have him retire a St. Louis blue like he wanted to. And that's, what's disappointing to me. And that's what was inevitably disappointing to him. Um, anyways, I'm going to, I want to get into the article. I want to talk about some of his comments. So before I do that, I want to take a quick break, uh, and thank our sponsor for today's episode. And that is bet online. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. So David Prawn gave an interview, talked about how hurt he was. Uh, I'm going to read some of the quotes here. Um going to try to paraphrase, you know, because some of them are a little bit long-winded. The first quote that I wanted to talk about, um, he said, quote, 
after the performance, the loyalty, winning the Stanley Cup, leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back, all that combined, I just felt like if you wanted someone, you make it happen. You find the way. There's no excuse there for me. That's what is really hurting me for sure. I'm not saying it's going to be the right or wrong decision from the team perspective, but I just kind of feel like I commanded and earned that a little bit. And he's sort of just alluding to respect there. You know, he's he's understanding that the NHL is a business and that maybe, you know, for the what's best for the team was that were the decisions that they made. However, he was also alluding to the fact that you kind of have to find the fine line between business decisions and just moral decisions. And I'm not saying they should have just handed David Perron a contract because he had earned it. But the fact that it seems like there was just no communication and that they kind of just told him, yeah, tough luck, you know, bye, thanks for everything, and and just kind of let him walk. It definitely felt like it rubbed him the wrong way. And the fact that, I don't know, the fact that he's, you know, willing to come out and say these things and, and, and at the same time be still so complimentary of St. Louis. I think he had another quote. I don't have it screenshotted, so I'm not I'm not going to get it exactly right, but he said something like I really had envisioned myself, you know, retiring and living in St. Louis and raising my kids here, but now I don't I don't know if that's possible. And that's the thing that really breaks my heart is the the element of it that's bigger than hockey, the element of it that he he's lived here so much of his life. Um he's raised a family in St. Louis. You know, he's he, he's con- left and come back a few separate times, as he said. Um, and now he's going to have to uproot his life and, and move to Detroit. And he said something like, you know, I never would have pictured my children wearing Detroit Red Wings gear, but here we are. And it's, it's heartbreaking. It's really sad. You know, David Perron is <laughs> one of the most loyal players in NHL history in terms of leaving the Blues and coming back. And it just feels like the Blues didn't give him any of that loyalty back. Um and it just gives me sort of shades of the Alex Petrangelo situation or even the David Backus situation. Now, you know, obviously in hindsight, letting David Backus walk was the right move. Um, letting Alex Petrangelo walk was not. But it definitely just gives me shades of the Blues kind of just ghosted these players. Not didn't you know, not ghost them in the sense that they didn't communicate with them, but in the sense that the effort was very one-sided. Like, yeah, the Blues decided they didn't want to bring David Perron back. And that's tough. But it feels like they still didn't handle it in the best way possible. You know, they didn't they didn't break it to him nicely. Um, I want to read the next quote here as well because I think it ties in. Uh, he said, "quote I just felt like that it was going to be an easy extension to get done over the summer. I wasn't going to be crazy. Just wanted something where I felt respected. I see my perspective. I don't necessarily see everything, but I truly believe in life. When you want to make something happen, you do. I'm not trying to prove a point. That's just life. If you want to get it done, you get it done. So that's basically." David Prawn refuting anyone who says, oh, the Blues wanted to get a deal done, but it didn't happen. Uh, reading between the lines there, he's saying, I would have taken a pay cut. I would have you know, gotten paid however much I needed to get paid in order to make it happen, in order to make you know, the, the plan fit, the roster fit, um, all that stuff. And it sounds like the Blues just didn't, didn't budge at all, didn't give any sort of effort on their end to make it work. Um, and you know, David Perron and myself believes if the blues wanted to make it happen, they would have, they had zero interest at any point in bringing David Perron back. It wasn't like the, Oh, we'll bring him back. If this works out this way, it was like, Nope, you know, it was never in their plans. And that's, that's frustrating. You know, it's, it's, there's only so much that you can rely on in terms of just player makeup and in your roster on paper. I think the guys in the room are 
the locker room are going to be upset about David Perron leaving. I think he was a favorite amongst the players. I think he was a really good veteran presence for the younger guys. He was really good friends with Ryan O'Reilly, all that stuff. And, you know, they've the players on this roster have now seen two of the more beloved guys, two of the more important guys leave in the last few years in David Perron and Alex Petrangelo. And I don't know. I'm just a little worried that players might, you know, start to turn sour on the blues in the sense that they're like, well, they didn't show David Perron loyalty. Why the heck would they show me loyalty? You know, if I'm not, if I'm not a perfect player for their plans, you know, it doesn't matter how much I've given to this city. They're not going to give me anything back. And I'm not saying that's the case. You know, I know there's tons of guys who love St. Louis and I hope there's players on the roster right now that envision retiring a a member of the St. Louis blues, but it's certainly not going to help. You know, they, they love David Perron. He's been in the, on the team for forever. Um, and you know, it's, it's chances are, it's going to rub some players the wrong way. And, and that's, that's another thing that that's frustrating. You know, you can, you can bring in new talent all you want, new blood all you want, but chemistry is important. And chemistry is something that you can't teach and you can't envision on paper. David Perron gelled with whatever line he was on. He made his teammates better. His teammates made him better. And, I don't think that there's a there's another player on the roster that has quite the impact that David Perron has. So he will definitely be missed. The third and final quote I wanted to read before kind of jumping into the salary cap situation of the St. Louis Blues. He said, I just felt like I had built something so special. I was performing and I felt like I had the support of the city behind me. He did. It takes years to do that. It does. And I was in a spot where I had that and I didn't want to lose that. I don't know if I'll ever be able to feel that way anywhere else. And that's what's hurtful for me when that's taken away from you. That's, oh God, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but that was my heart shattering into pieces. Man, that quote is tough to read. Um, Look, I kind of read between the lines for the last two quotes. You don't need to read between the lines for that one. He loved St. Louis. He had an incredibly special bond with the city of St. Louis, the fans, the area. And it, it felt special to him. It felt like, you know, he wanted to retire a St. Louis Blue. I'm not saying his number would be retired, but like the whole the whole cliche, he wanted to see his number in the rafters, all that stuff. And, you know, could still happen theoretically. But again, it, it definitely feels like a, a relationship that has a sour end and it didn't need to. You know, I, I personally don't think bringing David Perron back for one year versus, you know, and then sacrificing... I don't know what it would have been. You know, I'm not going to sit here and speculate, oh, if they didn't sign Nolachari or they were always going to sign Nick Letty. That's the thing I see a lot is like, oh, they chose Nick Letty over David Perron. No, they were always going to re-sign Nick Letty. That was part of their plan with the defense. That has nothing to do with David Perron. Um, they could have moved guys, sure. They could have not signed some of their depth guys, sure. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they could have made it happen. Like David Perron said, if they wanted to, they could have made it happen. And I don't think, you know, if you bring David Perron back, and then all of a sudden, let's say the Blues bring Perron back and they get bounced in the second round. I don't think there's a scenario where like, man, if only the Blues hadn't brought David Perron back and signed Nolachari or something like that, they would have won the Stanley Cup. And vice versa. I don't think that there's an, a, a scenario where the Blues do really well this year. We're like, oh, thank God we didn't bring David Perron back. I don't think the Blues right now are in a position where they're going to contend for a Stanley Cup. They could win a Stanley Cup, but that would sort of require some luck. It always does, but I still think that they're kind of a tier below, and I don't think any of the moves that they made moved the needle too much in any direction where you could have not punted this next season, but said, okay, we have a plan. Let's start implementing this plan 
next year and let's let's show some loyalty to a guy that's shown a ton of loyalty to us. Let's bring David Perron back. Let's let's run it back one more time with the core. And they just didn't do that. And that's frustrating and that's heartbreaking. And, you know, I mean, I'm upset. I know all of you guys are upset. I don't think there's a single person in the Blues fandom that is happy about the way that David Perron events unfolded. And David Perron himself is certainly not happy. So it's frustrating. I wish him the best in Detroit. I hope he does well. That being said, in this third and final segment, I'm going to be going over the Blues salary cup, looking at some of the free agents that are going to be uh, needing of new contracts next season and all that stuff and more. So make sure you stay tuned. Okay, so let's let's look at some contracts. Everybody's favorite thing to do. I'm going to try to make this not just me sitting here reading numbers, um, but regardless, I'm going to give it my best shot here. So biggest two off the bat, David Perron, or not David Perron. Ugh, I wish David Perron was on an expiring contract with the St. Louis Blues next year. Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko, the two highest paid forwards on the roster. Um before Robert Thomas's extension kicks in next year, they're both making seven and a half million dollars a piece. Great contracts. Uh, and that both are unrestricted free agents next season. Also free agents next season, Jordan Cairo, who is an RFA. So it's very unlikely that he goes anywhere. Ivan Barbashev, who is a UFA, Noel Shari, who is a UFA, Logan Brown, who is an RFA, Alexi Toropchenko, who is an RFA, Josh Levo, who is a UFA and Nico Mikola, who is a UFA along with Thomas Grace. So, the way that it's looking right now, depending on how much the cap goes up, the Blues are going to have some money to play with. You know, they have $15 million coming off the books with O'Reilly and Tarasenko. Um, they have $2 million coming off the books with Barbashev, $1 million coming off the books with Achari, uh, $2 million coming off the books with Mika. So they're going to have some money to pay with play with a lot of that is going to go towards Jordan Cairo. I hope Jordan Cairo uh, is, you know, that's $3 million off the book right there. I assume that salary is going to at least double. Um, I can't imagine a scenario where the blues don't resign him. Um, especially considering he's an RFA. I don't think he's going to make quite as much as Robert Thomas is making uh, up there at 8.1, just because he is a winger. But if the blues do resign him, I would expect it to be somewhere around $7 million, uh, not breaking the bank, but definitely, you know, a good chunk of change. The way that I'm looking at it is you can only bring back two of Kairu, Tarasenko, and O'Reilly. Now, Tarasenko, I can't see coming back. Um, even if the trade rumors aren't true, even if that stuff's not true, I just don't know if the Blues are going to want to pay him, even if he did want to come back, given his injury history and given his inconsistent um, success with the St. Louis Blues. I think he's going to want a pay raise. This is going to be sort of his last chance to cash in on a big contract. I think he's going to want more than seven and a half million. I think he's going to want at least 8 million and he's going to want a very long-term contract. And if you give him that really long-term contract, then you are looking to become a really old team uh, in a couple seasons. Um, obviously I would love to bring Tarasenko back. I would love to have him retire a member of the St. Louis Blues, but just based off of what we know about Doug Armstrong and based on what they did with David Perron, based on what they did with Alex Petrangelo, they're not going to overpay for a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko. I suspect that he's going to want a big, big pay raise. I think he's going to want at least $8 million, $8.5 million, and I don't think the Blues are going to want to make Vladimir Tarasenko their highest paid player on their roster. So for that reason, I think he leaves. Ryan O'Reilly, God, I hope he stays. I, I can't see them letting their captain walk three, three times in a row when their contract is up. But again, if he wants a big pay raise as well, you know, he's going to be 32. Um, his last chance to sign a big deal. Do the Blues want to give him a, 
a high AAV contract till he's almost 40? Maybe not. I don't know. It really depends on the length. But I don't think it's a guarantee. Um, Ivan Barbashev, it depends on what he wants. I would suspect that he might be gone as well, whether that's a trade trade deadline move or not. He is only 26, and I don't think he'll want too much of a pay raise. It depends on if he's able to recreate his success from this past season. Um, he had a ton of goals. You know, If he's able to do that again, then I could see him wanting a couple million more than he's making now, but not a guarantee. But looking at these free agents, you know, Jordan Cairo is the only guy, including Nico Mikola, Jordan Cairo is the only one of like their 10 free agents that I would, you know, say is a guarantee that they're going to resign. Everyone else other than that, I'm not sure. And that's that's nerve-wracking, you know. We could be seeing a kind of a very different Blues team at least on the forward side next season than we have seen this season. It's not a guarantee, you know. There there is a world where they bring, you know, every single one of those guys back. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this season is a transition year in the sense that I think the Blues know, the front office knows that the core is going to be changing after this season. You know, uh, O'Reilly's free agent, Tarasenko's free agent, Barbershop's free agent, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, besides the defense, you know, you don't have a forward core locked up long term. So they're going to be relying on guys like Robert Thomas and hopefully Jordan Cairo to step up and sort of be the leaders of the next wave of St. Louis Blues success. So it's going to be interesting to see how the season plays out. I, I think this trade deadline could be very, very interesting if the Blues are not in a position where they feel like they're contending for a playoff spot. I think we could see, like for example, when Paul Stastny was traded a few years ago and it kind of shocked everybody, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. Maybe it's Vladimir Tarasenko, maybe it's Ivan Barbashev, um, or someone else who's on an expiring deal, but Oh, I'm nervous. I'll tell you that much. I am I'm nervously awaiting the future of the St. Louis Blues. I think they're in good hands. I don't think that they're in, it's dire for them yet. They have, you know, guys locked up that I trust long term, both on forwards and defense. Robert Thomas, I'm so happy that he's the next face of the St. Louis Blues. I think he's going to be spectacular for them for a lot of years to come. Justin Falk, even though he's getting up there in age, is a really, really good defenseman and is locked up long term. Uh, Colton Pareko, as much criticism as he gets, I'm really happy he's locked up long term as well. It's going to be interesting. You know, um, what more can you say? It's going to be an ongoing conversation the rest of this offseason and all that. So that being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked on Blues. Growing a lot there. Getting close to 500 subscribers, which is so, so cool. Appreciate all the support there. Uh, follow Locked on Blues on all of our social accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. That being said, thank you all so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.